Hello and Happy New Year, my friends. It is so good to have this opportunity to start fresh. I I don't enjoy the weather so much in January, but I do enjoy the beginning of new things. And right now in the new year, I'm in the middle of a 21-day fasting challenge. Many of our churches participate in that nowadays and and it's such a great way to start the new year after you get through the hard part of denying the appetites and the um the pleasures that we get from the things that we eat or the things that we do whatever way um, you might participate in your fast and um i don't know for me it just sort of refreshes my mind and as a part of this fasting i have actually made a decision about this podcast that honestly changes everything. And so you knew because I was telling you in December that I was gonna be changing the name of the podcast from the Prayer Clinic Podcast to Teach My Heart to Pray Podcast. However, I never was totally settled in my heart about that being the name that the podcast was supposed to be. And here's the reason why. I have many things on my mind and I participate in many different um, avenues of ministry. And as part of that, I am passionate about prayer and it is my predominant ministry. And in fact, the prayer clinic ministry is the one that I'm very much um, at the center of my purpose to help churches mobilize their people to pray by participating in the prayer clinic ministry. But my life is much, much broader than that. I'm a pastor's wife. I'm a woman in ministry. I, um, I love women's ministry. I'm the parent of adult kids, and I know that I'm always looking for somebody to be talking about what the heck we're supposed to be doing as parents of adults. And um, I'm, I'm grandparenting. I have so many things that I'm involved in. And so after much prayer and um, talking with the people that I love and trust, I've decided not to call my podcast the Prayer Clinic Podcast, not to call it the Teach My Heart to Pray Podcast, but to call it simply the Leanne McCoy Podcast. And that way it can be anything that's on my mind at any time Um, with, if you know me, we're going to be circling back around and talking about prayer and intimacy with God and the goodness of God and the miracles that he performs in our lives. We're going to be talking about all those things. I'm going to be interviewing great people, but maybe more than prayer leaders, maybe also women who are leaders in ministry. it to say that I'm looking forward to um, the freedom that this new name gives to my podcast and the freedom really just to talk about all of the things, all of the things. We'll talk about prayer mostly and everything's going to be centered on um, understanding that it is God's good pleasure to be involved in the details of our lives. And um, of course, that we get to experience the power and the goodness of God as we live faithfully trust in Him 
in um, the ebb and flow, in the ups and downs, in the ins and outs, in the good times and the bad times, and as we are stewards with the life that God has graciously given us. So welcome to the Leanne McCoy podcast. I am so glad that you're here. So with all of that said, I would like to welcome you to my new um, Leanne McCoy podcast in this new year of 2023. I would imagine in podcast world, this means that I am beginning season two, episode one, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited about uh, the freedom we're going to have and all of the things that we'll be able to share in together during podcasting this year. And today I decided for this first episode of the new year and of the new Leanne McCoy podcast, I'm simply going to share with you a um, something that God is teaching me in my, de- in my d- devotional time, because I think it's really fun to hear what God's saying to us when we're meeting with him and we're praying. Now, some of you might be beginning the new year and thinking, I want to start having a devotional time. And what in the world do people do during devotional time? Well, I'll tell you what I do. I, um, I first I go get a cup of coffee because I have my Devo time in the morning. And then I sit down in the biggest, most comfy chair. A lot of times I'll crack the window just so I can have a little bit of outside air and uh, welcome the morning. And... Um, I began by pulling my resources together. Of course, I'm a writer, so I like to write. I like to journal. I encourage you, even if you're not a writer, to keep a journal and a pen and your Bible and then uh, whatever other tools you might want to use. And those tools might be um, a daily devotion, like a 365-day devotion. You could uh, use something like My Utmost for His Highest or goodness, there's so many daily devotionals out there, but something that might give you a place to read in the Bible every day, a verse that you could focus on, and maybe even some commentary on what it is that you've read that will help you make application in your life. I I love to use tools like that. I also enjoy during my devotional time to use books that have, um, that are like accompaniments to Bible study that have daily study assignments. Right now at our church, during our uh, kicking off of the new year, we're studying David Platt's counterculture. And the way that the Bible study is written, it gives you daily uh, work to do. And the work being Bible study, where you go to different parts of God's Word and you open up and you study it. Okay, so right now I've got my counterculture book, I've got my journal, I've got my Bible, And I've got my cup of coffee and a pen. Those are all the things I need. And a little secret to success is to have all of those things together in one place. Because I'm here to tell you that we have an enemy that hates it when we have devotional time. And so he hates it so much that he will literally make the ink go out of your pen so that you can't write. And then you get up to get a new pen And when you get up to get a new pen, you notice that um, you left some clothes in the dryer that might still be damp. And so you are, you got to go and put the dryer back on a little bit. 
And then you notice after you turn the dryer back on that your water jug in the kitchen refrigerator is almost empty. So you fill up your water jug and then you notice the sinks and the, the dishes in the sink and you decide to go ahead and just put those in the dishwasher. But when you open the dishwasher, it's full of clean dishes. So you decide you're going to take those dishes out of the dishwasher and you get my idea. All because you didn't have ink in your pen. Suddenly, 30 minutes have gone by and the day has begun and you didn't get to have your devotional time with the Lord. So, it's important to have all of these things handy and right there at your fingertip. I'm just telling you, that's a practical tip on how to have a devotion. Alright, the first thing I do when I sit down is I just be still. I get still and I get quiet. And I may, part of that opening that window is sometimes I can hear the birds singing and I just pay attention to that. A lot of times, my devotional time is when the sun is just beginning to make the sky turn the different colors. And I just think about God, and I think about how He made all that. And I think about how He um, has blessed me. I look around, and I, and I consider that. But I don't make a big list. I'm not trying to, you know, thank Him for everything through the alphabet or anything like that. I'm just sitting and soaking in the goodness of God. Then, because I had started my own little time in the Word before I started the countercultural, uh, the counterculture book, I go to Isaiah and I pick up where I left off the day before and I read a couple of chapters. I may just read one if it's got a lot in it. Like the other day, I was in Isaiah chapter 40. It's like I put a little heart around the 40 in my Bible because it's one of my favorite chapters in all of the Scripture. And I just read it, and I, and I invite the Lord to speak to me through His Word, through what He's saying right there. And I remembered a time when I read Isaiah 40 um, at a real critical time in my life, how it spoke to me then. I thank God for that. I reminded myself that um, though we grow weary, um, we don't stumble and we don't fall. We can mount up with wings like eagles. And I underlined that because I'm using a new Bible this year, and I get to underline all the verses that hadn't been underlined yet. And I sit with that for a minute. And then I go to the psalm that corresponds with the date on the month. And right now, um, I, I remember what the date is, but I just go to whatever that psalm is. And I read that psalm. And um, I sometimes, if it's applicable to what I'm feeling and where I am, I pray it out loud. Um, and so that's what I do. Then once I've done that, I may write in my journal, and some of you may not be writers, that's okay, but it's important, like if you have a particular burden on your heart or something specific you're praying about, and I encourage you always to pray specifically, how else are you going to know if God's answering or not? And, um, and so I write, I may write uh, the, a phrase of a song if it comes to my mind as a prayer of praise. I, I might write some of the things I'm thankful for. And then I'll talk to God about whatever's on my heart. And um, I write it. You can talk to him and not write it. But I write it down. And um, I have this fun little thing. My name being Leanne, I always imagine my husband sometimes, uh, when he writes to me, he just writes L.A. It's like um, an affectionate, you know, name. Instead of Leanne, he just says L.A. He doesn't really ever call me L.A. He just writes it sometimes. So in my mind, I feel like God talks to me that way. So in my journal sometimes, if I feel like it's God talking to me, I'll write L.A. and then dash. And that'll I'll write out what I think God's saying to me. 
And we'll talk more about that. I think that when you do that and you're hearing the voice of God in that way, it's good to be confident that you can hear the voice of God that way. It's important to know scripture well enough and to allow scripture to trump anything you think you heard because um, the there's other spiritual beings that can whisper and talk to you and they would love nothing more than to see to deceive you into thinking that you're hearing the voice of God when you're not. So anyway, that's just a word of caution. I might do a whole podcast talking about that. I uh, and so I, I do that. And then maybe after I write my prayer, I open up that counterculture book and I do the Bible study for the day in that book. Now, friends, by the time I've done all that, a good solid 30 minutes have gone by. And sometimes if I have the luxury, I can sit there for hours. I'm not kidding. But you might be a good stepping on place if you're just getting started in your quiet time. It's just 15 minutes. Just 15 minutes. I think when I was a teenager and people were teaching me how to do a quiet time, the challenge was 15 minutes. And I remember thinking, what am I going to do for 15 minutes? And how long those 15 minutes were. But one of the best ways to do your quiet time as you're stepping in, that's the way I just share with you how to do mine. But one of the best ways to do your quiet time when you're stepping in is read through the book of John. Read one chapter a day. Start with John chapter 1. Before you read the scripture, say, Lord, speak to me in your word today. And then as you read the scripture, John chapter 1, the chapter, write down or, or underline any verse that really seems to stand out to you. And then maybe even print that verse in your journal. And then reflect on why you chose that verse. And consider how what you've read might apply to your life today. And just sit with it for a bit. God will speak to you. He'll, he'll begin to woo you into his presence. And it's important to show up every day. And some days, I'm telling you, I get started and um, it's, not, it's not rich every single day. I wish that I could say that it is, but it's not necessarily. But don't give up because it's not. I mean, not every day do you get to eat the most delicious meal in the world. Sometimes you just eat to function. And that's what we do when we feast on God's word daily. Sometimes it is a feast and sometimes it's just a snack. <laughs> But anyway, um, in my devotional time, I said I was going to share with you what God's teaching me. As part of our 21-day challenge at our church, I rounded up eight of our pastors and asked them to do a couple of videos, two minutes um, each, on the seven value statements that our church uh, holds dear. And we've provided these videos daily for the people to tap into. And so for their quiet times, we're inviting them to sit down, be still, go hit the video, and then to print the scripture out, pray the prayer, and allow the Lord to speak to them through the verse and through the devotional thought that the, um, that the pastors are sharing. And the pastors have done such a great job with their videos and have loved them. In fact, I would love for you to go over there and check them out there. You can find them at tsclife.org. And if you're checking it out in January, just scroll down. It'll say 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. You can click on that link, and it'll take you straight to the videos. It's a little blue icon logo thing. 
it'll take you straight to where our videos are and you can jump in there with us and enjoy that if you're listening to this later and you're like oh they're not there on the front page anymore you can um, look for our resources and I imagine you can still find them go through the prayer page I'll make sure that they land there forevermore so that you can still tap into it but as part of doing that assignment I gave myself a portion of it and my first video's verse was, the verse I gave myself was John fifteen five, And that's the verse that says, Jesus is talking, and he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If anyone remains in me, he will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So, Jesus is the vine, we are the branches. Now, I love that Jesus, when he was teaching this to the original audience, he was looking around and using what they were familiar with. And believe you me, in first century Israel, <clears throat> the people were familiar with grapevines. Did you know that the best wine is produced from grapes that grow on the vines in the harshest conditions? And so the rockier the soil is, the, hard, the harder the wind blows, the hotter the temperature gets, the more extreme <clears throat> the temperatures are, the better the grape is that creates the wine. <clears throat> There's a whole lesson in that somewhere. And so in Israel, vineyards grow all over the land. And even today, those vineyards are coming back as the Jewish people are returning to their homeland and settling there. We've worked with a ministry called Hyavel, who actually invites volunteers from all over the world to come in and to help these Jewish settlers cultivate their vineyards. How cool is that? Check them out. I'll put their um, link in the show notes. I believe their website is called serveisrael.com. And so even today, the planting of vineyards, the cultivating of these vineyards, and the rise in popularity of Israeli wine is just current. Like, this is current day going on. But back to Jesus in first century sharing this. I have gotten to, um, you know, of course, anybody who follows the Lord and loves his word, I would think would be fascinated with um, wine growing at wine growing, wine making, they'd be fascinated with grape vines and the vineyards and how the vineyards are cultivated and taken care of because Jesus used so many illustrations with um, the, the, those kinds of things. So um, I have the privilege of living across the street from a vineyard at my house in North Carolina. I don't live there all the time, but that's where I run off and go to. And it's actually, I'm on my way there right now as I'm making this podcast. And so I've gotten to see a grape plant. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Excuse me. I've gotten to see a grape plant up, up close and personal. And what I used to think was that the vine was the part of the grape that was rooted in the ground and it grew up on the trellis, but that the branches were the part then that branched out on all the little um, lines that they build for the grapes to be grown on. And so I just assumed that the vine was the hardy trunk part of the plant and that the grapes, um, I mean, not the grapes, but that the branches were that other part that reaches out on all those, all those um, wires that they run between the 
between the whatever you call them, the stops in the ground. <laughs> but if you look closely at the plant, you discover that the vine is both the part that's rooted in the ground and that grows up. And it's also, it's all the vine. The vine grows out along those lines and all, all the plant practically is the vine. The leaves grow directly onto the vine and the bunches of grapes though, grow on tiny little branches. I mean, they are little bitty branches. It's remarkable, really, when you think about the size of that branch that holds that great big cluster of grapes to the vine. And so the branch itself is seemingly insignificant, and yet you'd have no grapes without that branch that's literally a conduit of everything that's in the vine that flows through the branch in order to produce the fruit. Isn't that cool? You see, so many times in my walk with the Lord, I'm a doer, and I'm clever, and I'm creative, and I love all of that, and all of that is a reflection of who God made me. But many times, especially in prayer ministry, I'm always trying to figure out what do I do? What can I do? What can I teach the people to do? How do we do it? How do we do it better? How do we blah, blah, blah? And it's all about doing, doing, doing. And what Jesus is telling us in this verse is that not to not to do, but just to abide, abide in Him. Find your own nourishment, find your direction, find your confidence, find your peace, find your source of inspiration, find your satisfaction, find your, like everything you need, find that in Jesus. And in, that is what I call abiding. When we find all that we need in Him, we're abiding in Him. And when we abide in Him, He produces fruit through us. And so my friends, you don't have to figure out this year, how can I produce fruit? And what, how can I make my fruit better? And how can I outdo the fruit that I produced last year? You don't have to do all that. All you got to do is abide in Christ. Isn't that great? That, my friends, is what I'm learning right now in my devotional time. I encourage you to have devotional time and track with it in your journal so you can keep up with what you're learning too. Thank you so much for listening to the Leanne McCoy podcast today. And I do want to encourage you to share this podcast with anyone you think might be encouraged by what it is that I have shared with you today. I, I would encourage you also maybe to find ways to use this podcast to help those people that you know that are just getting started in their walk with the Lord. Maybe they are um, setting a, a New Year's resolution to read through the Bible or to have a devotional time. And this would be a great podcast to share with people in your starting point class or in your new believers class so that they can learn how they can have a meaningful um, daily quiet time, a devotional time with the Lord. 
I also want to remind you that I've given you some links on the show notes that accompany this um, today's episode, and you'll be able to find the link to our um, our church's website where you can see those daily devotions. You'll find a link to the Serve Israel site where you can get connected with this really fascinating ministry in Israel where they um, bring volunteers in to help work the great the grapevines, and um, I might find some other just fun things for you to be connected to there. Anyway, I'm so excited to be with you. As always, if you're interested in anything that might um, uh, grow your prayer ministry in your church, be sure to check out my prayerclinic.com website and reach out to me. I would be glad to talk with you and to work with you on developing your own personal prayer life or the prayer ministry at your church. I look forward to talking with you next time. Thanks so much.